This has been an ACB community call. Today's Unmute Presents Community Call was hosted on Tuesday, 31 October, 2023. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another Unmute. We have a couple announcements here right at the top. First, we want to let everyone know we're going to get through all the first questions first time through. And if we get through all the first questions, then we'll have time. We'll take second questions. Also, please be respectful to everyone the same way you would want your question to be answered. And there are no dumb questions. So you can ask any tech question that you feel you need to ask. Uh, what else we got today? Um, the question of the day is, what is your favorite kitchen gadget? So if you have a favorite kitchen gadget, you can let us know what that is. And as always, I got Michael Babcock with me. What's up, Michael? How is it going? It's going well, Marty, and yourself? Going good. Thank you. Perfect. So we have some uh, content that I would like to go over in the beginning, and then we will jump into those questions again. What is your favorite kitchen gadget? Make it techy, make it not. Just share with us your favorite kitchen gadget. Uh, the ICAST uh, 7 Scary Fast Event, where the predictions of the Scary Fast Event that happened yesterday were shared. Uh, that published yesterday with technically working TW32 audio and more. I share my adventures slash challenges slash uh, different problems that I faced while facilitating the hybrid audio convention for ACB of Oregon's conference. So if you're interested in that and uh, some more nerdy talk about WordPress and other tools, check out Technically Working 32. Uh, on Sunday, uh, Bizability published where Michael and Alicia chatted about the right tool for the right job. Friday Finds is back. Uh, Lynn has uh, published a new episode called Self-Driving Cars Acoustic Touch and automatically updating iPhones. Uh, pretty interesting content, so check that out on Friday. Unmute Presents published uh, multi-factor authentication. You've heard of this thing called 2FA or second factor authentication. Demasi and I sat down on Thursday and broke that down and told you what is what does this mean and uh, what tools should you use to be able to facilitate that. And then, uh, of course, there was the Shell Phone Show on Wednesday and a replay of Tuesday's call from unmute present so that's my quick uh blurb sheila who do we got first abraham hey abraham hey um so my low tech kitchen gadget is just a can opener um <laughs> cena opens again uh without the sharp edges which i like uh anyway <laughs> so my question is with regards to updates jaws 2024 should i update should i not <laughs> so uh i just talked about jaws 2024 update on uh kelly and romeo yesterday on ami um i from my observations have seen that it is a very stable update uh ibrahim do you use braille i know okay uh, not uh, so, on my computer at least gotcha not, so yeah 
So uh, maybe you'll you'll start using Braille on your computer, possibly. Uh, there is some new features related to Braille and split Braille features. Um, yeah. And then the, the face in view feature has me really intrigued because that'll give you information not only about if your face is centered in the camera, but if you're looking towards the camera and more importantly, what the lighting is like in your environment and if that's a decent lighting for you. And then, of course, okay. it'll give you some information about items in the background from a stability point of view. Granted, take this with the grain of salt that I'm using it on parallels on the Mac. Um, it's yeah. been pretty stable and I haven't encountered any issues. There are some things that aren't available if you're running on an ARM processor with JAWS. Okay. Um, and with regards to Windows, is 23H2 any updates on that? Um, again, I haven't had many issues with it. I... Uh, it, you realize that the interface of Windows will look a little bit different with this update because you're now getting access to the Copilot feature. Um, okay. There was a demonstration of that done on Tech Talk a couple of weeks ago. So you can find that in the podcast feed where Jeff kind of showed how the uh, Copilot feature works and how to interact with it while using JAWS. He also demonstrated several of the new narrator voices. And if people are interested in getting those narrator voices with, so you can use them with your screen reader, which I highly am, uh, I recommend using the feedback assistant so you can provide that as feedback to Microsoft. Okay, awesome. Thank you. Thank you, Abraham. Thanks for uh, coming. Who do we got next, Sheila? Beth. Hey, Beth. Beth, you're muted. Okay. There you go. Now we can hear you. Yeah, you doing, yeah. First of all, my my the kitchen gadget I use, I, I like my can opener. It's one of those. You um put the, the um, opener right on the can. It's magnetic, and then it's battery operated, and it turns to open the can and it avoids that you, you don't have the sharp edges. Oh, that's awesome. And when it stops, then yeah, of course, then, you know, the can has been opened. That sounds like a good gadget. It sounds like you use it all the time. And yeah, yeah, I do. And, and I was, um, my question is, uh, um, I don't know if any of you use Newsline, but, but when I get on and I look for TV listings, it doesn't, um, when I try to search for a, um a program it doesn't the results don't come up and i don't i don't know if any of you use that or not is this newsline on the phone itself or are you using an app there beth i'm using an app on the iphone okay I, if you, I will download Newsline. I'm making a note to myself. And first of all, if anyone else has any suggestions, go ahead and raise your hand. But I have been meaning to install Newsline on my iPhone. So I will install it and see if I can find TV listings because I have not tried that. Marty, do you use Newsline? I don't actually. Okay. So uh, if anyone else has a suggestion, they'll go ahead and raise their hand. And Beth, come on back next week and I'll follow up with you as long as I don't forget. I'll try to remember. And I did make a note. And I'll help okay. her remember, Beth, so don't worry. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Thanks. Thanks a lot, Thanks. Beth, okay? Mm -hmm. Who's next, Sheila? Nolan. Hey, Nolan. Hey, Nolan. How you doing? Hey, how are you guys doing on this fine Tuesday? We are doing good. Good. Thank you. So, um, you're asking about the kit, which is my favorite kitchen gadget? Yep, yep. I want to say... The toaster because I like using the toaster to not only toast bread, but 
I just recently this past Saturday warmed up myself two Pop Tarts for breakfast. Oh man, that that was really good. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I actually have a concern regarding Zoom because I was testing um screen share on my iMac this morning. And I'm having a little bit of an issue where voiceover is piping through the screen share when I have the checkbox checked for the share sound. How can I get that to not bleed through? Because I tried looking in the audio settings and there's not an option to stop that. So, Nolan, if I'm understanding correctly, you want to be able to share sound while sharing video on Zoom, but you don't want voiceover to come through the mix. Is that correct? Uh, In screen sharing, yes. yes. Sharing the entire screen. Yep. So when you share the screen and you check that box to share your audio, um, because voiceover is audio by default, that's what it's going to do is it's going to share that. Now, there are some ways that you can share your screen using tools like Loopback or Audio Hijack to be able to grab just the audio from your computer and exclude Loopback. I'm sorry, exclude voiceover. Um, That is going to be a little bit more in-depth, but I recommend taking a look at the Rogue Amoeba uh, documentation to be able to figure out how to use Loopback and Audio Hijack to make that happen. So Zoom is doing what it's supposed to do because voiceover is part of the sound on your computer. You are on a Mac, right? Yes, I'm running Mac OS 11.7.10 Big Sur on the mid-2014 21.5-inch Apple iMac. That is correct. Yep. Yeah. So I would so, look into Rogamiba software to be able to customize what audio is captured in that mix. Okay. What um, interface are you using again? One more time. It is macOS 11.7.10 Big Sur, which is also macOS 11, uh, which is on the mid 2014 21.5 inch Apple iMac. Are you running an interface, so like an audio interface for your microphone, or no? No, just okay. the built-in. Because right now, uh, the last time when I ran, uh, when I unmuted myself on the mixer, I was afraid that voiceover would bleed through the audio mixer when I was on the fo- uh, when I was on the call. Uh, with you guys via Zoom on on the Mac. Um, well, if you another option, and again, it would be depending on what you decide to get. There are audio interfaces that you can get that you can run your microphone through, and it will remove okay. the voiceover out of Zoom when you're talking. But you would have to make sure that you got the correct setup. So once you do that, that's easier. It's, you're doing hardware opposed to software. So mm-hmm. it just really depends on what direction you want to go. Okay. So if you decide that you want to like uh, do the hardware option, let us know or let me know and I can guide you to what would be the best option for what you're trying to do. Okay. Yeah, because um, I'm going to be running through. So I want to 
I, here's what I want to do today is I want to try to test. So I want to like test everything out tonight because I'm going to be doing virtual Bible studying with a, a, a friend via Zoom. And I want to make sure that I test everything to make sure that Spotify is working properly when I'm screen sharing and playing audio directly from my computer and directly into Zoom. And I'm going to make sure that voiceover is turned off so she doesn't hear that speech. So far, I, I want you to be careful while using Spotify uh, when in a Zoom session, because that is typically copywritten music and that does violate Spot uh, yeah, Zoom's terms of service. Um, however, using a tool like Loopback or Audio Hijack would help you with this, but I don't know that you're okay. going to get that configured before the end of today. So I just want to leave it at that and uh, reach out to us and we can try to help you with uh, getting more in-depth into what you need to do. Yeah, I'll reach out to you probably sometime this week. Thanks, Michael. Okay. No worries. Who do we got next? Thanks, Sheila. Have a good one. All right, Thanks, Lynn. Marty. Yep. Lynn Moore. Hey, hey Lynn. Lynn. How's it going? Hey, guys. How are you? Good, good. What can we do for you? So <clears throat> my favorite uh, kitchen device is my Vortex air fryer. Ooh. Make wicked hot dogs in there. <laughs> yeah, that sounds good. Um, so my question, I think, is pretty basic, but I've never been able to figure out how to do it. I'm trying to save. I have a, a message, a, a phone number from a text message, and I want to save it to my contacts. How do I do it on my SE2020 iPhone running iOS 17.1? Are you using VoiceOver? Yes. So if you go and you open up the body of the message that it's in and you put your finger on there, the voiceover cursor will be wrapped around the phone number and you okay. then, you then flick up and sometimes depending on what you have in your rotor, you could flick up until you hear copy and then you just do a single finger double tap and it will be saved to your clipboard. Okay. If, if you don't have that, then you would go to do the same uh, thing and then you would go to edit and then once you're into edit, then you would flick up until you hear copy. Either way, once you have it copied and it's on your clipboard, you go yeah. to whatever contact, and then you can do edit. But I have to create a new one. Oh, well. So how do I do that? You go to contact. Mm -hmm. When you open up the actual contacts app on the top right corner, there'll be a uh, add. You do a single finger double tap on that, and you'll have a blank contact and you can put the first oh, okay. name last name company phone number whatever information you want in there okay and then once you have the information in there then you would just save it and it would create that new contact okay. for you and thank you if, so much if someone sends you a text message with the phone number in it too uh, i think marty might have said this if you double tap on the message it'll pop up a menu and you choose add new contact and then that will add the phone number that's in the message itself Right. No, this is like a what I'm Someone trying to do. Someone typed it like, out, basically. Well, no. How do I say it? It's the, it's a message. It's the phone. It's the person's phone number that sent the message. Gotcha. Yep. Oh, so what Marty was saying. Way to do that. Go ahead. Yeah. Michael. Go ahead, Marty. Um, what I was going to say, if that's the case, you go all the way to the top, actually, of that message when you have it opened, and then when you double click on the number at the top, it's going to open up another little box. And you swipe right until you get to info, I believe. And when you click on that, 
you go down to the bottom and you'll see a thing that says create new contact you click that that's what my friend said and i can't get it to do that <laughs> that's what i right. can't figure out yeah so it, sh- it should be i will there. i will keep trying okay if you're having issues well, uh, then email us and okay. i can get back yeah, to you I and will. try and help you out because you've got other calls other questions so but thank yeah you we'll so figure much. it out for you but oh, if thank you, you get a message like that you just click on the top where the number is and there should be a little thing that opens up that says info and it's like all the way to the far right on oh, okay on maybe i'm not yeah, you have at to hit one. info first before you see create new contact okay oh thank you so much yeah no problem all right janet hey janet good going? morning uh mine is um my care of course for my kitchen appliance what did, did was, you say your keurig Yep, my carrot, oh, yeah. my coffee maker. Yeah. Um, I was going to say that uh, Nikki Keck did a demo of the Braille thing with Jaws 2024 and um, doing Braille uh, digitally on a digitally digitally on ACB. Yes, oh, ma'am. Cool. So sure I did, and that's where I heard it for the first time. So thank yep, you. So I don't know if it's. I don't know if it's podcast or not, but I was like just letting um, Abraham know in case he wanted to know anybody else. So. Cool. Thanks, Janet. Yep. Y'all have a blessed day. Enjoying, you enjoying your app. You too. Thank you very much. Restoria. Hello. Hey, Restoria. How are you? I'm fine. I have an iPad mini mm-hmm. and um, I can make telephone calls to people who are. I guess iPhone users. Any Apple device. Any okay, but you can't. It's not make exactly it. a phone call. You would have to use FaceTime audio, and then that calls their device. So FaceTime audio will work within from one Apple device making the call to any other Apple device. So that could be a phone or an iPad or a computer, a Mac computer. And it goes through FaceTime audio, which uses that protocol. And you can call anyone who has an Apple device. So that's the reason why I can't use one tap mobile for to get into Zoom. And yes. they Correct. can because it doesn't dial a phone number. Okay. All right. Thank you. Yeah. All right. 951 ending in 288. Please tell us who you are. Yeah. Hi, this is Evelyn. Hey, Evelyn, how you doing? All right. Um, I got a blind shell um, phone question. Um, I did do the update um, this morning, and um, it's about the Internet radio. Um, I listened to KNX, and I noticed last week um, it's not there. It'll say stream is out of order for now. Try again later. Mm-hmm. And it's still doing that after the update, and I tried – Another station, uh, KCBS, and that's still doing that's doing the same thing. And I'm thinking maybe it's an Odyssey thing because I think they're owned by Odyssey. It could be. What I would try in that instance is searching Evelyn for ACB Media or ACB Media Five and seeing if that plays. If that does, then you know that the radio. Yes, that is that is playing because that's what I was listening to you on. Yeah, then it sounds like that could be an issue with those specific stations and the stream that they're sending to the blind show. Okay. So so should I contact the the blind show? Um, you know, 
com or whatever it's called. You could send an email to info at blindshell.com and let them know the stations that aren't working as you expect them to, and then they can investigate uh, what could be going on with that. Okay. Oh, well, okay. And one more, one more question on the YouTube app. When I go to the settings, um, uh, it says uh, there's two two items, and then one says uh, video mode, and the other one says YouTube plug-in, and then it gives a a five-digit number. By any chance, do you know what that's for? So it says YouTube plug-in. It, yeah, it says YouTube plug-in, then the five-digit number. Mm-hmm. I think that's just what the YouTube application itself is using to be able to pull in the YouTube content to the blind show. Oh, okay. All right. Thanks a lot. No worries, everyone. And I want to follow up on a question. Uh, Chanel sent in an email that says, if you set voiceover to a headset or the output device rather than system default, then voiceover is not heard during a system share when you're sharing your audio on Zoom. So if you go to the voiceover utility, select the sound category, and then change the output device to something different than the uh, system output, then and you uh, should have better luck. And then just as a quick caveat, if you need to quickly get to the sounds category in the voiceover utility, press command plus number six, and this will say sound, and then press VO right arrow about four times, and it's going to say output device system default. Drop that down and change that to a different uh, output device. So thank you, Chanel, for sending that in. Definitely. Really appreciate Thanks, that. It, can I, it can be the same sound device, just anything other than system default for whatever reason. It can be so as long as your voiceover is not saying system default, it can yeah. still be the same. And you can Got do that it. with any headset or mic yep. or whatever, right? Yep. Awesome. Thanks, Janelle, for sending that in. We appreciate it. And unfortunately, Nolan's um, not here. <laughs> okay. Well, hopefully, Nolan will hear the podcast. That's why exactly. we podcast. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> And it looks like we don't have any hands. You don't have any other hands, no. Yeah. All right. Yes, you do. Yes, you do. Lauren, go ahead. Hey, Lauren, how you doing? Hi, guys. How you doing? Um, You mentioned um, before this is something I was concerned with. One one of it is uh, this new Windows 11 that I'm trying. And I tried going on to that podcast you mentioned with uh, Jeff Bishop. I always like those podcasts. I cannot play it for some reason. I do not know why. I went on uh, the, the tech talk. Mm-hmm. The way he was on, I could not get on it for some reason. I could not hear it. What app are you using? This is uh, Windows. This is uh, this is from, from the podcast uh, website. I'm using Windows with, with JAWS and Avia. Gotcha. So you're just going to the web page of the Correct. Tech Talk from the Pat Correct. Price training room, and you couldn't play it there. Correct. Well, let me play with that a little bit and see if I can get that to work because I have not done it that way. I usually listen to it in a podcast app, uh, but we can follow up with you and let you know what the process is because you should be able to hear it just fine. Um, Related. um, Yeah, we'll see what exactly is going on. Related to Windows 11, I I think it's worth the update myself, um, but I am often the person who upgrades things right away. Um, look Good. Well, then I, I would so. recommend trying it out and seeing how it works for you. I like it. I want to learn how to use the file explorer. It's really different. I, mean, I don't know what it's like. Add a new tip. I'll to that. That's I'm going to have to figure out how to do that. Right. 
And I will give a little bit of advice when it comes to updating your operating system, no matter what system you're doing, whether it's Mac or Windows or anything. If you're using software that does a particular thing and you need it to make sure that it's running, check to make sure (laughs) that everything is going to be compatible with the update because sometimes, like myself, get really excited. Oh, there's new features or maybe we're going to get a bug fix or something Mm -hmm. like that. And I hurry up and I run and I go and update thinking, oh boy, I'm going to get some bug fixes and maybe whatever thing that's irritating you know, that's not working in the moment will be fixed with this update. But then I break software that I use for everything I do. And then I have a giant disaster. Uh So if you're using any software that you need for doing whatever it is you're doing on your daily, on a daily basis, before you update, make sure that all of your software is going to be compatible with the new update. So it's how do you do that? That's very important. I mean, well, how do you do that? That's right, but that is well. Very so, for example, you would go to the software's manufacturer page and you would look and you see if they have any notes or anything about not being compatible with our current update, or they're working on getting it compatible and it's not yet, or they're going to push out an update or any of those things. And if they don't have anything, then maybe drop them an email and say, "Hey, does this work on whatever new update on whatever operating system oh. you're trying to update to?" It's important. To I had a bad experience. I just like it was basically, you know, update and don't think about anything else because I was having a one track mind about hopefully it'll fix some of these bugs, which it sort of did. But then I got myself in trouble because software I use for just about everything I do broke. And Uh-oh. then I had a big giant disaster. So I had a big headache I oh, would have rather not dealt with, which I could avoid it. I could have avoided really <laughs> easily. <laughs> And then he called me and we had to frankly (laughs) fix it this morning. Um, I do think I know what's going on with the tech talk. So when you, you find the play button just fine, right? Yes. And then you hit play and you don't hear anything by chance. Are you using one headphone? I'm using, well, the headphones don't even work at the computer for some reason. I'm using, I'm using the, uh, the, just as straightforward with the, just with the computer without headphones even. Okay, so it looks like, and I'm going to send Larry an email to let him know, um, it looks like for some reason that specific episode is mixed down to mono on the left, so it's not playing out of both speakers, and I wonder if that's influencing your ability to play that. So I will drop Larry oh. an email and let him know what's going on, and they may be able to get that fixed. You can play other yes. uh, content, correct? Like the other, that's fine. Clinton yeah, Christensen other... episode and everything? Yes. Yeah. Yeah, so I think that's influenced it. So let me drop Larry a quick email and hopefully he'll be able to get it fixed uh, here shortly. Thank you so much. No worries. Thanks, guys. It's very informative. Thank you. All right. You don't have any other hands right now. All right. Well, if you have a favorite tech gadget, that's a question of the day. You can let us know. Or if you have any other tech questions, feel free to raise your hand and we'll try and get those answered. And in the meantime... The biggest, hottest tech news right now is the Apple event that happened yesterday. It was five o'clock in the evening. Up, oh, we have a question. So I will. Yeah, it's Beth. A second. Beth, go ahead. You're still muted, dear. Okay. Um, yeah, I was going to ask, like, if I write something on the phone, on the iPhone, like my files, or I mean, pages, if I install Microsoft Word or Prints like like if I write a list, just say a grocery list and print it out, you know, for somebody cited to um help me with that. Like 
like what kind of printer will I will I need for that? Because I I um, noticed it did say print, so I need like a special kind of printer for something like that. So like what? Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. Oh, okay. I'll just take it real quick. Um, so you would need a printer that has Wi-Fi support and. Uh, for the best support, you want something with what's called air print support. You don't necessarily need it um, because the need, printer need we what? Air what? Air print. Air print. That printer will help you be able to print wirelessly with your devices on the same network. Oh, okay. And the printer we have is just a Canon printer that has Wi-Fi and it just shows up on the network. And I never thought these words would come out of my mouth in the early 2000s. The printer just works. And so uh, all you have to do is go and choose the printer from the nearby printers and then uh, hit the print button and it will print. I, I heard you laugh there, Sheila. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, so hopefully that helps you there, Beth. Okay, thank you. <laughs> no worries. Malcolm. Hey, Malcolm. Hello, everybody. Uh, my hey, favorite kitchen. Good, good. And y'all. Good, thank you. My favorite kitchen gadget is my TOA 70 toaster oven air fryer grill. Uh, wow, you just basically took one answer that three earlier people all gave different <laughs> answers, but the same answer to. So yeah, you have right. an all in one device. <laughs> yes, yes, it's fantastic. My problem what is, is it I'm, like when it cooks, you know, something we would normally eat that's fried that's really terrible for us? Well, how much the same does it taste? For example, oh. let's say fried chicken, right? That's pretty bad for us, but at the same yeah. time, it's everybody loves it. So <clears throat> when you use an air fryer, how close or different is it from actual fried chicken? Uh, it's very close. It's um, It's better than fried chicken in the grease. Oh, really? It can be just as yeah, because it's it's crispy and not uh, soggy. Awesome. Okay. Cool. Yeah. So I recently received a laptop computer, and on it I am using Jaws and in Zoom Zoom text Fusion, and I have uh, Outlook. And at the time, I asked my instructor, well, how do I use contacts for Outlook? Can I use the contacts that I've already created on my phone? And he went and downloaded the iCloud app onto the computer, mm -hmm. then downloaded the contacts from iCloud onto the computer. And now I presume that I have all my contacts set up there on my computer so I can just type in a letter and it'll bring up that row of R's or whatever. And then email them from there. However, uh, the other day I noticed on my phone, I now have two sets of contacts instead mm -hmm. of one. So two when I go into what contact, you're saying, so you have two of the same. Yeah. And, um, and if I delete one out of one, it deletes it out of the other. And I think the second contact list isn't complete doesn't have everything that the first original one on my phone has but what i want to know is how would i get rid of that second contact list and still maintain the integrity of my original contact list so i just want to say one thing and this is really really important your outlook may have created a separate list in your phone contacts so 
it may actually look like you have two contacts, but you don't actually have two contacts. What you will have is your contact in the main database on your phone. If you look, you'll see a list in there that says all contacts. And then you'll have maybe another list that says Outlook contacts or maybe something else. So what you really want to do on your phone is go to all contacts because that's going to be where all of the contacts, no matter what list you're in, is going to be. So you want to make sure that you actually only have one contact in the main list and that it's just not showing you that you have you know, a contact in your main list. And then you also have that same contact in another list, like an Outlook list or something like that. So before you delete anything, you definitely want to go on your phone and then go to the all contacts and then look there. And that's going to tell you if you actually have any duplicates or not. Okay, because I go into lists and it has all contacts. Uh, Then it has Yahoo, all Yahoo. And then it has Outlook, all Outlook. And then it has iCloud, all iCloud. Right. So if you go to all contacts, it's going to take everything that's on your phone, including all of the contacts that are in those lists that you just mentioned. And those Uh are all going to be in the all contacts. That's the most important thing because that's where the base of every single thing is. You'll have a copy of those in those other lists, you know? So yes. They're not actually duplicates. It's just that you have them in the main contact list on your phone, which is all contacts. And those contacts are also maybe in the Yahoo list and maybe a different contact in your Outlook list. So you don't really want to delete those because they're not two. It's just showing that you have a particular contact in more than one place. Okay. All right. So it's no big deal then. Correct. Okay. All right. Then uh, I would just make sure I use all contacts. If you if you do all contacts, that's going to be your always your best option because if you're in another okay. list like Outlook or Yahoo or any yeah. of those other lists, it's only going to show you the contact that's in those lists. So you may right. have a contact that's in your all contact, but it may not be in the Outlook or the Yahoo list. If you always are in the all contacts, it's going to show you every contact on your phone, no matter what list you're in. So it'll show you all of your contacts in in plus what's in those lists. Okay. All right. Then uh, I thought there was something going crazy, but I'll just not worry about it and uh, stay in all contacts. Yeah, that's going to be your best bet. (laughs) Great. Thank you so much. Yeah, no problem. All right, Joanne. Hey, Joanne, how are you? Hi, guys. How are you doing? We're doing good. Thank you. Good. Um, my favorite kitchen uh, my favorite kitchen gadget <clears throat> is my Kasori air fryer. Mm, sounds and, like the air fryers are popular. Yes. Well, I, I agree uh, with uh, what your other caller said. I mean, everything is really crispy in them and you don't have any of the oil. <clears throat> um, mine actually works with my Alexa. So what's the best thing you've made in your air fryer that has just made it a total change for you? Um, I like chicken wings because I love chicken wings. So I like them in there. Um, all kinds of stuff like that. Uh, fried fish. Mm, That'd be a good one. Yeah. 
Um, but the question I have is weird. Um, <laughs> um, I have a really old Lenovo um, laptop. Mm-hmm. And um, <clears throat> I haven't called Freedom Scientific or Vespero about this yet. I was kind of thinking maybe somebody would have an idea. When I go through my emails, because I use I use Windows Mail, and I use the, of course, the Apple Mail app on my iPhone too. Um, but when I'm on the computer and I go through my Windows Mail, <clears throat> and I'll open some of the ACB community calls or top top tech tidbits i can say that three times fast yeah that's a tongue twister (laughs) but um i can start to navigate through headings and it'll only take me part way through and even if i go line by line it won't go it won't read through the whole email but if i go through the same email on my phone it'll read the whole thing so you're having trouble reading email on your laptop yeah and i don't know if i need to maximize something or change something in some kind of view or I don't know what, but I mean, I've been using JAWS since 2002, but what this version is are really, you running? Uh, the latest one, 2024. And Windows 10 or 11? Uh, Windows 10. Michael, what do you think? Anything you want to chime uh, in here? <clears throat> offhand, I don't immediately. That would potentially be a uh, JAWS uh, Vespero question. I would try, if you haven't yet, to press Alt-Space and see if Maximize is an option uh, because that I've seen having a minimized or smaller window can have an impact on your navigation abilities. It also could be that the uh, entire email isn't loading so it would be interesting to see if you wait maybe 20 seconds after you open the email and then see if uh-huh. the headings all work for you as well because those may not have rendered if it's an older computer that takes a little while to to do things yeah it's like eight years old so it's yeah, so those would be the two things i'd try first try maximizing then try waiting a couple seconds after you open the message okay thank you yeah no worries all right we're out of hands for now all right well, you want to Just go ahead and reminder, tell people what they announced gadget, morning? Let us know. And if you have any tech questions, let us know. And oh, uh, there we go. you have a hand. <laughs> we can always depend on Pam to come up with something, exactly. right? Exactly. Pam, go ahead. <laughs> oh, yes. Okay. Uh, I'm actually asking this on behalf of a friend who has just gotten a blind shell and is struggling to learn to use a computer and she's not too far along yet. And the question is, uh, because I don't have a blind shell, I, I have an iPhone. I understand that there is some kind of an app on a blind shell that you can go to and have it scan a text for you, like you get a piece of mail and you want to know what it is. And I'm not talking about Ira. I'm talking about something where you um, scan it yourself. My question is, what app would that be, and how does she get? How does she get it if it's something she needs to install? So it is something she needs to install. When she installs it, it'll go under the vision aids category inside of the applications list. Um, Vision aids under application. 
Yep, because when you go into applications, it's broken up into different categories, such as tools, games, shopping, etc. So you'll Uh look for the vision aids, and then it's going to be called Google Lookout. And she'll need to install that from the app catalog. After you go to applications, press up once. That'll take you to the app catalog. And then either search or navigate the categories to locate Google Lookout, which again is in the vision aids category. And then when you install that, the first thing that you're put on is the quick text mode, which is similar to the quick text mode on seeing AI. Gotcha. Read the text that it runs into. The second mode is document scanning, and that Uh is to scan a document. And then there's also a currency identifier channel and a uh, product identifier channel. I think also they make a version of that app for the iPhone. Is that right, Michael? They do not make Google Lookout for the iPhone. The closest would be Seeing AI or Envision. Yeah, gotcha. Well, I will will call her and let her know that. I don't know how much, I mean, since I don't have a blind shelf, but I will call her and relay that information. So, Pam, if you Google search unmute presents and then plus sign Google Lookout, um, you'll uh-huh. find a video that I walk people through using the blind shell to identify. It's not the same exact, but it'll give you a good representation of what the app sounds like. Um, okay. I use it for product identification while I'm cooking spaghetti in the kitchen. Oh, I bet you um, do. Yeah. 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 So I used it uh, in there and I recorded that process and that might help you understand better about how the app is laid out. Gotcha. Okay. Perfect. Thanks, Thanks. Pam. Thank you. And and I don't actually have a favorite kitchen gadget unless it is my, uh, well, two, <laughs> because co- my coffee maker, if my coffee maker goes out, I am not a happy camper and I'm not a happy camper when my microwave goes out. So it's <laughs> those two. All right. Well, someone did come up earlier with their Keurig was their favorite kitchen gadget. They sure so. did. I heard that. Yeah. Uh, mine's not a Keurig. Mine is a bargain basement just ordinary old automatic drip coffee maker. There you go. A Mr. Coffee? Uh, No, I don't even remember what brand it is. I've had it forever. Uh, Pam, I'm I'm amazed it still works. Just to make this a little easier on you, back on January 22nd, uh, we published... On the demo cast, which was our Sunday shows, um, yeah. the it's called Unmute Presents Demo Cast Google Lookout on the Blindshell Classic Two. So if you go to okay. unmute.show and use the search and just type in Google Lookout, it'll bring the episode right up for you. Okay, thanks. No worries. Yep. Thanks, Pam. Pam. Thanks. You're welcome. All right, Anne. Hey, Anne. How's it going? Uh, can you hear me? We yeah. can hear you. Good. Um, um, you said something a while ago about. Uh, the Apple event that ha- happened yesterday and then somebody came in. So what was the Apple event? So yesterday, Apple did a couple things. They had an Apple event and it was in the evening at 5 p.m., 8 p.m. East Coast time. And that's the first time they've ever done that. And they did it on a Monday, which is also a little bit different. But basically, in a nutshell, they talked about their new processors, M3, and they talked about the new iMac that came out, and they talked about new MacBook Pros that came out. And if we have time, we can go a little bit more into detail on that, but we want to get through the questions first. So if we we get all the questions answered, we have a few minutes, I'll run through everything at the end here. All right, Lynn. Hey, guys. I, I... 
did have a second question. I appreciate you All taking, right, my go for it, taking my call. Um, so um, I have a, a, a PC that I use secondarily. I mostly use a Mac, but there's a couple of holdouts um, that I can't, that don't work on the Mac. And so I kept my PC for them. So I'm still using Windows 10, but, and I'm reluctant to, to uh, upgrade right now because I don't understand Windows 11 at all. I barely understand Windows 10 for the most part. But, um, but what I want to know is will right now, like it'll, it'll show me like a, you know, you can upgrade to free, free Windows, you know, free Windows 11 upgrade. Will that, do I have a time limit on how long that remains free? That depends on Microsoft and how long they want to give you a free upgrade for. So, okay. So that's, that's dependent on, on that. Like, like I can't, I can't really like say, Oh, I'll, I'll upgrade next year and two years or whatever. And there's one other caveat to it is that you need to have a certain spec to upgrade to windows 11. So if you have a machine that's not powerful enough or something that's like an older machine, you may not be able to update to windows 11. I think that it can. I mean, it keeps telling me that it wants to, <laughs> um, but I just wondered if it will always tell me that. I would just do your or... due diligence and check all the specs on your machine, what kind of processor, hard drive, and RAM that you have, and then okay. check the Microsoft website and make sure that your computer is capable of um, being updated to Windows 11 because even though the software says that you could, you know, there could be some other issues. But I'm going to let Jeff Bishop chime in here because he's a Windows guy. So, Jeff, <laughs> chime in here. Oh, Jeff, my friend Jeff. <laughs> hey there. Can you hear uh, me? Hey. Hi, everybody. Hey, Jeff. How you doing? Good. Um, so is this a Windows 10 machine? Is that what's going on here? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, I know Microsoft has disabled the ability for Windows 7 and Windows 8 users to use their uh, keys to upgrade to Windows 11. Okay. 10, you, I, 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 to be fair, I do not work for the company anymore, so I don't know what the official position is. Um, but I think as long as your hardware supports it, I don't know that there is a, I don't know that you're going to have a problem in the next, you know, few months at least. Okay. So, all right. Yeah, I think you'll be fine. Um, Marty, well, one of the programs I'm not sure it works with Windows uh, 11, so I have to which figure one that is out. That? I'm I'm trying to see if Kurzweil, I think it's 14, works with 11. Um, I, I, I suspect that it. W- I suspect that it will, but but you can call them and find out. I believe they okay. they still All support right. it, so you can call okay. them and. Okay. find out for sure okay thank you guys so much sure hey marty real quick i just wanted to go back to that question about outlook and icloud real quick is that if that's right. okay yeah go for it um so in outlook the windows outlook client there is not an all contacts folder um what 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 happens when you install icloud for windows and you synchronize your calendar and contacts uh, not to get too geeky here, but basically iCloud is seen as an IMAP uh, client. And so they sort of hack this around a little bit, but basically what's going to happen is he's going to get a folder with his name or, or a folder with iCloud in the name. That will contain on the Windows side, right? Yes, exactly. On the Windows side, there will be a calendars and a contacts and a um, tasks folder inside of that. Mm Mm-hmm. And that is where the ca- calendar and contacts exist that are in iCloud. He, so if he changes the, the content there, then it should, in theory, 
and I have seen it not work. So <laughs> your mileage may vary, mm-hmm. but uh, in theory, if he adds a contact or he updates a contact from that list that's under the iCloud folder, the best way to find it is to to do a control Y when you're in Outlook, and then you can use your arrow keys to move to the iCloud folder and expand it with a right arrow, and then look for the contacts folder. That's going to be the easiest way to do that. Then if you make a change to that contact there, then it should, if everything is working, and it sort of works and sometimes doesn't work, and that's the problem using Outlook with iCloud. It's it's, it's kind of finicky. The, the actual iCloud drive portion of that service works really, really well. But Outlook is very, very finicky. But it should sync. So that's that's what he should do. Right. And what Jeff was talking about is actually in the Windows side in Outlook. And when I was saying all contacts earlier, I was meaning from your Apple device. So your iPhone. That's correct. Whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Just to make sure that's clear. There's one other workaround. If you're on your computer, Windows, you can always open up a browser and go to iCloud.com and log in there. Mm. And you'll have your full contacts in there if you need to do that. So You can. And supposedly they've improved that from an accessibility perspective. I have not tried it in the last six months. So I don't know. But anyway. Cool. Thanks, Jeff. Thanks, everybody. Sure. All right. You guys have 10 minutes and All you right. have iPhone. We don't know who you are. So please unmute and tell us who you are. Hello. Hello. I'm, What's your I'm, name? Deb. I'm Debbie. Hey, Debbie. How you doing? Oh, I'm good. Uh, I'm going to talk of just a second about your saying was uh, about um, kitchen gadgets. Yep. What's your favorite kitchen gadget? So um, I'm extremely low tech. Okay. Um, my gadgets got lost and I can't find this gadget anymore. Um, so here we go. I like tea. I drink tea from a tea bag and this little thing gadget that I had for years upon years. I think it came from Tupperware. It's a little plastic piece that just set your wet tea bag in and you squeeze the top and bottom part together with right. your tea bag in it. Mm-hmm. And out comes all of the water, the leftover water in the tea bag and stuff. Cool. So, anyways, uh, I've lost it and can't find it, <laughs> and that's what I hate sometimes about gadgets. You get yeah. something great, you lose it. Can you find it again? There's some good websites, like catalog websites, that have stuff like that that you can mm-hmm. try and find them through there. Um, there's independent living aids and maxi aids are two really good ones. You can mm-hmm. call them up or go on their website and mm-hmm. uh, see if they may have something similar to what you're talking about and maybe you can get a replacement or something close to a replacement. I think I'll have to do that because uh, we've looked at all of the stores and you come up with every gadget under the planet except for that one thing, that little plastic piece thing that is for your tea bags <laughs> yep and we can always also put out to the community if anyone is tea drinkers and you have something that you use in the kitchen let us know what it is and maybe we can get you a new something thank you so much you have a yeah. wonderful wonderful halloween guys yep you too thanks have a great day Bye 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 we have no no other hand All right. Well, so for the people who are interested here in this last few minutes, I'm going to run through the Apple event really quick just to give people an idea of what happened yesterday. So Apple had the Apple phone. What was that? Oh, yes. This is Don. 
Can mm-hmm. I ask a question about the Apple phone? The Apple phone that does not have a home button. I think I haven't set the face recognition up correctly because when I eventually do get to a home screen, swipe up to make it beep so I could go to the home screen, it's not doing it. But can you shed some light on facial recognition setup and moving back and forth to the home screen? after that setup. Sure. So first of all, not every single phone has the face ID uh, built into it. So you have to make sure your phone is capable of doing that. So if if your phone does that, have that, or does not have that, every single phone does have, or I should say every single phone without a home button does have a, uh, it looks like a line at the bottom center of the phone. If you put your finger on that and you slide up about a little less than a quarter of the way and let go, it's going to bring you back to your home screen. If you put your finger on that and you continue to slide up and you keep on holding it, it'll take you to the app switcher, which is going to be the all of the apps that you actually have running on your phone. If you were to do a single finger swipe either to the right or left, it will take you through those apps and you can do a three finger swipe up on that app if you want to close it. And then the last thing there is it will give you haptic feedback, which is a vibration. And it should also give you like a small beep like slash chime if you have those things turned on when you slide your finger up part of the way or up all the way kind of to either activate either of those two, which is either go back to the home screen or if you keep going past that and hold your finger on there for another second and keep it sliding up to the second option, then that's going to take you to the app switcher. That's basically how okay. that works. Okay. It takes a little bit of practice, under- but that's what I would do real quick. Try I kind of understood that. I have a mini 14. A new phone, not a fairly new phone, you know, I got from someone. And I'm, I've been a user of the 8 with the button for quite a while. Mm-hmm. But for some reason or another, the last two things you mentioned, sliding up and going to the home screen and sliding up twice and going to the app switcher, I haven't got it to work. Now, I'm, I'm going to play with it again a little bit later. It might be something I haven't done correctly. I think the phone does have face recognition on it, and I'm not sure I've got that right. Um, you might need someone cited to help you set that up. It's a little bit of a process. so Okay. But and yeah, okay. I would try those two things. And I'll wrap okay. it up here real quick uh, just to give you a quick tip because uh, I know we're coming up on the top of the hour. Um, if you go get into your phone and you go to settings, you can go to face ID and passcode um, and unlock that section and then go and retrain the phone to your face and see if that improves the experience. So just redo your face ID setup if you think you didn't do it right in the past. 
Um, it was brought to my attention. And I keep this in mind. I think it was on a Mosin at large podcast. If you envision your nose as a uh, hand on a clock and you start by looking up and putting your nose at noon and then rotating your head around that clock, that tends to make it a lot easier to make sure that your face is completely in focus when you're doing the face ID setup. So I, I would give that a try and see if that improves your experience. Okay, good points. Thank you all. All right, good luck. All, all right, right you have about two minutes and you have a couple hands, but I don't think you have time for them. So, nope. I think we'll, if you have a comment or a question, you can go ahead and send that into feedback at unmute.show. We appreciate everyone joining us, uh, the assistance of all individuals who have been working together to make Unmute uh, be live in ACB community. And Marty, you want to close it up? Yep, sure. Thanks, everyone, for being here. We always appreciate everyone coming, asking your questions, and participating. And as always, Sheila and Jane, thanks so much for all your help every week. We appreciate you guys so much. If you want to get a hold of us, if you have any questions, comments, or anything like that, you can reach us at feedback at unmute.show. And everyone, have a great week. Have fun tonight if you're going and doing anything for Halloween. And we'll see you guys next week. Thanks a lot. 